but I still can pull your nigga, but I don't want him. Mm. You got sugar on your pita, but your nigga thinks I'm sweeter, but I don't want him. You know the whole encyclopedia, but your nigga thinks I'm deeper, but I don't want him. Got a whole lot of junk off in your trunk, but your nigga think I'm live and I keep him crunk. I don't want him. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I'm not really sure. You don't know that song? I don't think so. I think I'm that not is, recognizing it. That is Erica Badu's <laughs> booty. Okay. Well, all right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, praise mm-hmm. the Lord, niggas. Praise the Lord. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord, niggas. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. I, I got a little distracted. It's okay. You were thinking about booty. It's okay. Um, <laughs> um, welcome back to Getting Grown with Jade and Kia. I'm Kia. I'm Jade, the we're, booty thinker. <laughs> yes. She is a bootyologist. <laughs> um, she really is an authority when it comes to... Uh, but your nigga love me oh with a GED. I don't want to. <laughs> oh, Lord. Okay. Okay. I'm done. So, yes, we're back to talk about the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in adulthood. Mm. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, the test, the trials, the twists, the, the turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real life adult in the year of our Lord 2020. And we are not Barbara Walters. No, we're not. What's going on, sis? Well,. Um, I would like to dedicate this episode, if I may, to my Uncle Mark. Oh, Uncle Mark passed um, this weekend. And, uh, you know, I just want to, I kept keeping my aunt in my prayers and my cousins and my whole family. And we got to head down to Cleveland in a couple of weeks uh, to put him to rest. But he has been such a staple piece in our family you know Mm. what i'm saying he's been around for a long time my uncle mark's been around since my mother was five my uncle mark is my mother's oldest sister's husband so that's that's my uncle Mm -hmm. um and he is just he was just a huge personality in a very small body (laughs) so he was a little mad so um so yeah, I just want to I just want to send my love to my family and dedicate this show to my uncle Mark. Oh, Uncle Mark. Um, we certainly be praying for you and your family, and we are honored to do this show in Uncle Mark's honor. Thank you, sis. Absolutely. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing okay. Um, working, same things, you know. Mm-hmm. Excited to be um alive and working you know everybody's not able moving and grooving about the world that's it i don't have any complaints i'm i'm grateful um shout out to uh um nashville and those in the surrounding areas i understand um that there was a terrible tornado in the area there um um over i think it was monday monday into Mm -hmm. um and um consequently Several homes and buildings and 
and and everything really has been destroyed mm-hmm. in areas of East Nashville and North Nashville and surrounding counties. Um, mm-hmm. There have been over 20. How's your family? Everybody's doing okay. Um, over 20 lives lost um, and lots of damage and people rebuilding and still suffering without power, navigating all of those things. So, um, you know, our prayers are with you um, mm-hmm. to the Nashville and surrounding areas. And we are certainly, um, you know, throwing our support and, and in in by way of like you know finances and all that stuff to mm-hmm. you know the drives and fundraisers trying to get you all the resources that you need to try to pick up the pieces after dealing with a natural tragedy like this so um if i may sure um if we have any getting grown listeners Mm-mm. who were affected by the tornado can you can can you reach out to us and let us know um i would love to find some proper resources to kind of help people rebuild whether that be through you know clothing or what Mm -hmm. have you Mm -hmm. so uh if you if you if you were one of those who uh who who lost all your uh, you know your life all your your belongings and everything um please let us know so that we can try to we can try to put some things in place or at least, you know, offer a hand in, in how we can help. So for sure. Absolutely. But how are you doing, sis? I'm okay. You know, uh just take day by day, getting things done. Uh it's still it's still busy season. Um, so you know, I this work still has to be done, but I'm getting it done and I'm okay. How are you? Uh hanging in. Yep, yeah, we here. <laughs> so <laughs> but we have entertaining things to talk about throughout this show and we will start that off with some trash that we will keep brief because we have a very trashy trashy kitchen table talk for you all uh that we will try to make as as adulty as possible (laughs) to the very best i can well we'll say that it is about um a show but i think that it will it broaches a i think it 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 um Positions us for a a more a, a more in depth discussion of uh, love and relationships and marriage and what that seems to mean for people who are at or around our age or maybe even a little bit younger than we are. Mm-hmm. Like wh- how how con- concepts of love and marriage and dating and relationships have evolved and changed over time, as evidenced by Netflix's most recent hit series. Love is blind. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I know a lot of you all are have tuned in. My, my. So let's get through this trash right quick, and then we will get to it. I did. All right. It's time to get rid of some basura. And we'll start off with a piece of big basura. Mm-hmm. Bitty, bitty, bloom, brito. Uh-huh. <laughs> dropped out of the, the presidential race. <laughs> we are excited. We are glad Ooh. to hear it. We love to see it. We love to see it. I mean, we love to see it. <laughs> you know, I know everybody was not privy and we have spoken on it before to to um to to Bloombito's little uh t- not his little, his effects yeah, on um especially the the black and brown community throughout New York with his bullshit ass stop and frisk and so forth. 
So we know he was also he threw. Let's see how much. What how much did they report? How much 500 money? Five hundred million. Five hundred million dollars towards his campaign. Some of those dollars were offered to us. <laughs> right ain't that crazy <laughs> some of those dollars were offered to us and we said no which you know i really really you know got a good taste of what my integrity looked like during the situation and i was like and because it wasn't even a hesitation it was like <laughs> shout out to ty i was like ty i'm handled. not gonna do that ty hit us up and he was like i'm sure i know the answer to this I but say, yes you do and Shakia did. She was like, yes, you do. He goes, I'm sure it's a no. However, I said, it's a fuck no. <laughs> it's a, it's mm-hmm. a hell no, nah, nigga. So, but we we don't have to worry about that right now because Bloomberg has dropped out of the presidential race. Um, it is disgusting how much money he put towards that campaign uh, because as we have seen, he could have put that money towards 10 Flints is what was reported. 10 Flint, uh, Michigan. 10 Flint, Michigan's. He could have cleaned up the water in 10 Flint, Michigan's. With that money, we know there we know that um, there is a huge homeless issue throughout the United States, especially on the West Coast and in Hawaii. And there, you know, there could have been there's housing issues everywhere. There are people who are without children. There are, you know, children locked up. There are people who are not eating. There are just issues upon issues. But you know what? We'll just take the small blessing that your boy is out of here and hope that some of those issues can be Fixed in the future. That's a whole nother discussion. Um, Megan the Stallion mm-hmm. has music coming out today. Uh, we know that she, so it's been reported that she was actually being held from releasing new music um, by Carl Crawford at fifteen oh one flavors whatever whatever that shit is called but he was stopping her from releasing new music uh reporting that she was doing performances without uh you know off contract and he she wasn't paying her fees you know her dues and things like that her percentage of what she's supposed to pay we know that there has been a lot of reports of women being mistreated financially and 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 physically and so forth throughout the music industry um and so a lot of women are speaking out now about the mistreatment that they've had from men throughout the music industry. And I think it's an important discussion, but so she also filed a restraining order, a temporary restraining order against Carl Crawford, um, because he was not allowing her to release new music. He tried to appeal it and the judge denied it. So your girl got music coming out tomorrow and the temporary or and temporary restraining order still stands. So that nigga got to leave her alone cuz he tried to say payback is a bitch and all kinds of subliminal things, but evil shall not prosper. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Sean Puffy Combs. Um oh, sweet lord. Nikki La Mickey Minaj's husband, Ooh. Kenneth Petty, was arrested for failing to register as a sex offender in the state of California. What a time to be alive so you know nikki took her took her uh her spouse dim to, uh, over to trinidad for carnival mm-hmm. we know carnival just ended um and she took him over there for carnival and when they got back i guess he turned himself in Woo. because he was uh he was pulled over for a traffic a traffic stop and that's when they realized that he was a registered sex offender in new york but he was not a registered sex offender in the state of california so if he is found guilty, he was let out on a $20,000 bond 
And if he's found guilty, he can face up to, I believe it is, 10 years in prison. Dear God. So your girl, just she just don't have good people around her. Her brother was recently convict, uh, convicted and is serving 25 years in prison. So Help is what we need. Whew, and prayer, whatever is what she needs. Um, so there was a server... Uh, who worked at a Denny's mm. and so let's pull her up it was a black lady of course mm-hmm. she worked in Tennessee her name is Shakira Edwards okay and Shakira was working at Denny's and received her manager came to her and told her that her customer left her a four thousand four hundred and fifty one dollar and sixty one cent tip won't God do so it. You know, she she spoke to news outlets in Tennessee and Memphis, uh, Fox 13. It was like I was blessed and, you know, God got me and all of that. Well, it's been three weeks and your girl never got the tip money. She never got the tip money. So the manager, they went to the manager and the manager, she's asking the manager why he won't give her the money. And he says he believes that the tip was a mistake. And because they cannot find who the customer is in order to protect the guest, the guest, he is is not going to release the tip to her because he believes it was a mistake. Are you kidding? I believe he stole that money from her. No, I know he did. What? Child said he believes it was a mistake. So he won't give her the money. So now she's obviously no longer an employee there. And she is um, pursuing legal action against the manager of the Denny's who refused to release her $4,451.61 tip. He needs his whole behind me. I hope that she gets her tip and, and her legal fees paid and pain and suffering. Okay? Because you called me a liar. But why would you tell her that she got this That tip she got the tip and then and and never give it to her. Exactly. You know, people do shady, shysty things. And then lastly, on the trash today. um, So I don't know. Have you ever purchased the Honey Pot products? I certainly have. Tell the people the story. So your girl loves the Honey Pot products, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do. And uh, so let's see here. Let's make sure we get Beatrice Dixon, who is the Honey Pot founder and CEO. We know the Honey Pot has been featured on the Friend Zone. Fran shouted her out many moons ago. Um, And her products are now in Target. They are also on the stores of the Dwayne Reeds and the Walmart and the Walgreens. And Whole Foods. Oh, and Whole Foods as well. Mm -hmm. So Beatrice created Honey Pot. Um... As a way of helping black women. You know what I'm saying? Because for so long. All women, but black women. It it is for for all women, but it is specifically for black women. And that is because black women are not given proper health care. When we see doctors, we are not allowed to ask questions that we really need. They breeze through our appointments. Um, They don't don't, don't believe us on a lot of the health issues that we have, which lead to more health issues. You know, it's not lost on me that black women are the highest, you know, percentage to have fibroids and things like that. We have the most reproductive issues. And so um, Beatrice created this line. Also, I don't know if have you been to the to the uh, to the African-American Museum? 
Absolutely, several times. So, so you know that in one of the one of the exhibits, they have the tools, the original tools. Black women were tested back when we were slaves. We were tested on for OBGYN tools, and they were they were painful looking things. There's a lot of history that goes into all of this. So she created these products, and they so the, now they're trying to say on Trustpilot. Um, that she created these pro that this is racist essentially yes from what i understand um their complaints around her about um her um their complaints about her uh target commercial she did a target commercial and yes and she said um she said that i guess part of her motivation for creating the honey pot was so that Black girls, so the next black girl um, with an idea can see a model and recognize the opportunity that she has to grow as an entrepreneur because of the success of her company, Honeypot. Now, the the white women got went on Trustpilot and started to complain and mm -hmm. insinuate and claim, not even really insinuate, but straight out claim that her comments um, about, you know, doing... A, you know, wanting to be motivation for black girls um, and black women uh, was racist and that they were not going to support her or Honey Pie because of her racist statements in a Target commercial. Because that, ladies and gentlemen, is how whiteness works, as specifically as it relates mm -hmm. to white women who find ways to make all things about themselves. We can't even empower each other. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, without, without y'all thinking that somebody's trying to exclude you from. You think your vagina's built differently than mine? You no, basic bitch. But the like, very do you thought, the very thought of a black girl being encouraged somehow compromises the fact that you compromises you, your success, your potential, your potential, your capacity, your, uh, you know, your aptitude, the likelihood of your success. The fact that another black woman doing something so she can be an inspiration to generations that follow her is such a threat to white women that we have to claim racism it's just like you know this is this is the kinds of carrying on though that unfortunately we can't even say that we are surprised by because we ex have existed in spaces where white women have um literally thrown their privilege around in these ways and use their tears as uh, weapons mm. to be mm. to uh, weapons against us and won't even mm. allow a space to encourage and affirm and inspire one another. So like, not. girl, that's how I feel about that. And um, but I will say that, you know, black women, as we always do, we, we make lemonade. So what have we done? We have all gone into our local retailers and cleared the shelves of all things Honeypot. Sure did. And has such have doubled um, or increased her sales by 50 percent since mm. since the people at, um, had wanted to take the Trustpilot and try to start up. Some they mess. suspended it. Mm -hmm. they, now they suspended her on Trustpilot. Yeah, because I mean, this is what I'm saying. Like, but that's just how that just proves this is another demonstration of the ways that white supremacy exists in this country and the ways in which it is steeped and etched into who people are at their very core. I mean, what kind of life must you lead? Or, or, you know, where you don't even recognize the privilege that you have and you're so threatened by who we are as a people that we can't even give each other high fives and say, go ahead and say, like, you can be like me when you grow up. You, your identity is so attached to, the, to putting us down. 
that <laughs> that you would have the audacity to call racism on, on a black woman, like not even realizing that that's not how racism works. Like, do you all do, do you see me banding with all of my sisters together to get suave? <laughs> fucking canceled like you know what i'm saying pilot or suspended because it makes our hair feel exactly. like straw and wheat no you don't nobody can it's just just because something is not for us doesn't mean that we oh, i'm i'm i can't i'm about to because i can't get my thoughts together because i'm irritated it's all <laughs> bad but i mean you I'm know irritated just you know like, how much whiteness makes my titties itch but like, just like beyonce said and, and just as we've been doing for centuries to come we know how to take these moments and turn them into um, a victory. And we know how to take them and turn them into triumph. And we know how to make an example mm. out, out of white, of, out of anything or anybody that would seek to do us harm. So I hope that, um, I hope that, you know, this will go on and go down in the history books as yet another example of the ways that we are not to be toyed with out here and that our dollars spend just like yours. So why mm. you out here flexing your neck and, and pumping bad behind your Yelp, your Yelp reviews, sis, on the, tr on the trust pilot and otherwise? We are out here collecting the bag. They can't wait to get online and just start snitching and doing all kinds of men. Oh, whiteness is so aggravating. I'm, you know what? I'm putting some juju on every bitch who sent something to Trust Pilot. I hope every last one of you gets hangnails, ingrown fingernails, and chokes on your spit every time you swallow. And that's the trash for this week. Let's move on to a shout out. Okay. My sister's popping right now, like. All right. So I'm very excited about this shout out this week. Well, we excited by every shout out, but true. And I and, and and I don't know if I'm saying this completely wrong, but I love her goods. That's Rayo and Honey, or it might be Rayo and Honey. So it is goods with positive intent. Um, so Rayo and Honey carries, you know, positive reinforcing mirrors that you can that you can purchase that have, you know, affirming uh, messages on them. She has pennants with Antoinette actually has one of the pennants in her bathroom, and it says wash your ass so i love her pennant she does uh she i don't she think i could love that anymore i really want one for my bathroom <laughs> um she's got a giant one for the sable collective that she puts up at pop-ups i was supposed to hit her many moons ago by getting one for myself and i plan on doing so right after this you i would can like purchase one some, as well yeah you can purchase some of her pennants at the sable collective but we will also post the information in the description box that's Rayo and Honey. <laughs> I don't know if I'm saying that wrong, but it's R A Y O and Honey.com. Yes. Um, you can, and then you can also follow her on Instagram at Rayo and Honey.com. Please tell me if I'm saying that wrong, girl. Feel free. Please let me know. So she's I'll like, make sure. That's not it, sis. She's like, it's Rayo, but it might be Rayo. Uh, I just want to make it. I just, oh, she got one. She got a little pin, a little pin and pin that says Uppity Negris. I love it. I want one. <laughs> so, so many, like so many so things, totes and beautiful pennants and pins and keychains and affirming mirrors. I need, um, I need for reflection. Things. Like you got to go, you got to go on the site and check it out, sis. I, you, I promise you're going to spend maybe a whole paycheck. I'm sure. Um, so yeah, ladies, gentlemen, those in the non-binary, hit up ryoandhoney.com. All of the information will be posted in the description box. 
and we can move right along to this kitchen table talk. Ole, do it. Designed with measurements from millions of women, Third Love's bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but know that the only one that matters is yours. So mm. I am a big fan of Third Love, mm-hmm. especially because I have breasts that are cousins and not necessarily sisters. They're not twins. They're not even sisters. <laughs> like they, they might be first cousins. Oh, my um, titties are like the North Star. Like one face is North, <laughs> one face is Southeast. Right, but <laughs> I really, really enjoy Third Love because as much as I was, you know, uh, cynical of that that quiz and thought it was annoying that they asked all them questions that I really didn't feel like I had the answer to, um, yeah. it really did make all the difference because these are literally the best fit bras that I that I own. Absolutely, I don't have to worry about you know sliding straps and wanting my bigger boob falling out and my. <laughs> <laughs> and my and my little my little boob uh you know falling under so i don't have to i don't have to worry about these things thanks to third love and their customer service is great the shipping is is great so i don't really have no beef i'm just a third love fan and that's the bottom line this is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip tagless labels and lightweight memory foam cups that mold mm. to your shape uh plus returns and exchanges are free and easy in fact thanks to third love's perfect fit promise every customer has 60 days to wear it wash it and put the bra to the test and if you don't love it you can return it and third love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need which i love third love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone so right now they are offering our listeners 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash grown now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15 percent off um, your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today. Don't matter if your titties are shaped like Liberty Bells or grapefruits. <laughs> they got what bra for you. <laughs> you going to get your life. <laughs> there are other ways to use your phone to escape from reality besides Instagram, like the fun puzzle game, Best Fiends. It's a fun escape from the everyday. I love Best Fiends. Y'all know I've been taking the train, even though I'm feeling ways about taking the train because of these germs mm-hmm. lately. The only germs I want to come in contact with are the little slugs that they have on Best Feeds. <laughs> I can play it without internet uh, reception. I can play it anytime. And it's a fun, uh, challenging puzzle game. So I love Best Fiends. Best Fiends is unlike any other puzzle game out there. They update the game monthly with new levels and events so it never gets old. You know, like how they have to revamp reality shows. They do the same thing with Best Fiends. It always has new stuff. And you don't need the internet to play. Like I said, it's perfect for traveling. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already with new levels, events, and characters added every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips, and you can even play offline. With over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews, Best Fiends is a must-play. Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best fiends. All right, y'all. It's time to get into the getting into, into the foolishment that is uh, Love is Blind. Okay, so I will preface this by saying um, I am relatively certain that I hate this show, both in concept and execution. <laughs> um, <laughs> that does not mean that I did not watch the full entire um, you know, season one and I and I 
and I plan to watch season two, especially since they have recently announced that they're auditioning for season two and all of you and your cousins have responded saying that you will be down to the studio to put your bid in for your next for the next Cameron. Oh, will you? Uh, I wish you good <laughs> luck, really. And I will be I will be perched in front of my Netflix to watch all of the carryings on. But I I, mean, I say that to say that. Can I name uh, season two? <laughs> sure, sure. I would like to call it season two, Sierra's Prayer. Okay, continue. <laughs> <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, uh, we will be discussing uh, the hit Netflix series, Love is Blind, which has taken the interwebs by storm. In a very, very brief period of time, it seems that we all have found ourselves tuned in to this social experiment that is hosted by Nick and Vanessa Lachey, where these uh, random strangers have been selected to um, date uh, individuals sight unseen. And you don't, uh, you're not permitted to see who you've been dating until you have either given or received a marriage proposal. Mm-hmm. Um, 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 given, received, and consented to a marriage mm-hmm. proposal. So mm-hmm. you meet upon getting engaged, and then you're kind of thrown into this whirlwind um, of a two week kind of in person date uh, engagement where you go on vacation and you live with one another, and you, you know, uh, completely, uh, <laughs> completely, um, what word am I looking for? Um, uh, what is it when you catch people off guard? What is it like an attack? It's like a what is it when you when you don't see it coming? <laughs> what is it called when you uh, a sneak? Uh, we know. ambush when you ambush, ambush. your yes. friends and family. I'm like a sneak attack, <laughs> right? <laughs> when you ambush your friends and family with this stranger, um, and you say and you scare them half to death by saying that you <laughs> you have consented to spend the rest Girl. of your days in committed legal relationship with someone who you've known for a period of 21 days. So, mm. um. So the whole concept behind the show is really trying to see whether or not love is actually blind and whether or not we find connection or connections that are based on superficial things or like, you know, uh, physical appearance um, will actually lead to the substantive, meaningful, emotional connection that um, that love is is made of. So um, I asked you all. I asked, I asked the internet whether or not you wanted Jade and I to discuss this. And you have literally oh, wow. sat up in my mentions for days, days. and given <laughs> with Mine all, too. with all <laughs> manner of yes. And absolutely. There's so many things that threads. you want to listen, <laughs> threads and comments. And you have tags, your neighbors and friends and comrades and compatriots and colleagues and cousins. All of them have convened in our mentions. <laughs> And we thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Um, to to really weigh in. Punches in the back. On all of the things that have taken place. So I don't even really know where to begin. Is there some place that you you think we might that might make uh be good for us to kind of jump into first? Well, I think we should just uh quickly introduce the couples. Okay, okay. Just so people can kind of have an idea of who's who. So Okay, so who's your fave? I think mm, don't have one of those. Okay. But okay. um <laughs> The most successful couple okay. is Lauren and Cameron. So Lauren is a black woman who yes, uh, identifies from Detroit. from Detroit. She identified herself as a influencer. A 
creative content creator. Creative content <laughs> creator. Um, um, and uh, she, like Jay said, was living in Detroit. She uh, connected with a scientist, a white male by the name of Cameron. From um, Maine. From Maine, who we later learn, you know, had a certain penchant or affinity for dating black women. Mm. <laughs> um, mm. Either way, um, Cameron and Lauren hit it off instantaneously and yes, really, did. really, really did, uh, to me, seem to have an intense emotional connection. There was a level of comfort. They did. The lev- they had a level of comfort and, and just ease about the way in which they talked to each other. It was enjoyable to watch them kind of banter and watch them build rapport. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, it just made sense. Cameron was a little on the emotional side for me. Yeah, a little feely, a little touchy. He did a lot <laughs> of the crying. He did a lot of the crying. But I, I think that only, it, 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 as much as it may have annoyed me, I think it did endear me to him and kind of, to me, kind of gave credibility. I felt mm, like he was cancer. authentic. I think that he really, really does love Lauren. And he did so from the very beginning. So I believed their relationship. I really did. I'm looking him up now because I'd like to know his birthday. Oh, I've I've heard on the internet that he is, is cancer. I've heard that. Um, if I'm not, I hope that I'm not making that up because I said, you know, uh, I noticed on the reunion as I was watching today that Cameron literally said nothing for the bulk of the reunion, and when he did open his mouth in the last final ten moments, he was crying immediately. Was. And I was just like, well, this man is Wait, just... Wait, are they a Cancer and a Scorpio? Rife. If so. Rife with tears. Mm-mm-mm. So, yeah. I am looking them up, and I am just fascinated. Okay. Um, yes, so we have Cameron and Lauren, and now we have Amber and Barnett. Oh, boy. So... Barnett is kind of like your big frat boy type. He's um, an engineer, bro engineer engineer so he i mean i feel like he is you know relatively uh smart and uh yeah. successful um he, he, he's definitely a bro like mm-hmm. he wears you know like uh uh knit knitted hats <laughs> along with t-shirts and shorts mm-hmm. chancletas mm-hmm. you know he wears those kind of ensembles he's very bro he talks very much about, i like to have a good time you know yeah. He likes to drink the beer. He is very much a He bro. has and a big Amber, dog that like yeah. is all over the place and he sleeps with and all these. All his furniture's brown. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you know, that kind of thing. <laughs> Which um, most men have brown furniture. Amber <laughs> is, you know, uh, I'm, I'm going to struggle here because I don't really have many nice things She's to say. She's a sweet, outgoing girl. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll uh, give you that. Woman. Um, um, she is so one. These are one. This is one of the challenges that I had. She's really kind of one of those fly by the seat of your pants kind of mm-hmm, girls. She's mm-hmm. kind of been everywhere, done a little bit of everything, and and a lot of bit of nothing throughout the course of her life. You um, know who she is? She was in the military for a little bit. She dropped in and out of college. Mm-hmm. She's the kind of girl that works as a waitress when she feel like it, and will sleep on friends' couches and just kind of yeah. you know. She says things like, "I don't, I don't work to." I don't work to live or I don't live to work. I I, I work to live. I don't know. But you know something, like that. something that, that, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Something that lacks ambition, personal ambition and, <laughs> and drive. You know what I'm no saying? Sh- no shade, no shade, but shade. 
Um, but and she, I, she, I say that because I struggle because I felt like if it was a black girl saying stuff like that, she would be labeled all cops of all oh types girl, of all welfare of queens. And, and oh yeah, I just you know, you know it just got under my skins. But go ahead. So so Amber um, Amber, where's she from? A trailer park. I don't know Atlanta. She's, I don't. I don't she's know. she's from. She's from a uh, uh, she's from a single mother. Her mother was a single mother. Her father passed away when she was five years old. They said, and her mother did raise her and I th- four kids, I believe, if I remember correctly. Lots alone, of, lots of children, lots of children by herself. So she was very emotional when Amber introduced uh, Barnett to her I mother. I mean, crying profusely. But you know, she 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 has stated many times that she would love to be a stay at home mother. Mm. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that. If that is your aspiration, that to based off of all of the other commentary she has, it just sounds like she just don't want to work. Mm-hmm. And that's just honest. <laughs> and she don't want to pay bills and no do other kinds of things that are you know typical but of being. They grown. hit it off really well, and um, Barnett. Barnett had a bit of a, he was a hop around boy. He had a couple of interests up until the very last minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they they ended up, they ended up actually seeming to have a good connection from what I saw. True. But those issues are things that we can get into later on, on some of the issues when it comes, that you need to be discussed when it comes to um marriage or long-time commitment or what have you mm-hmm. uh you know with a partner so that's them uh who we got now oh mark and jessica John. holy god so jessica is a very haggardly uh woman i think jessica is a 47 year old no, i think she was woman. 34 she just looked to be <laughs> 50 to 67 years old um in the face i'm not entirely sure what she did for a living um she's a she's a, a c uh, she's upper management okay um something okay um and she got together with with mark who was 10 years her junior and worked yeah. as a fitness trainer mm-hmm. down to the planet fitness and yes. um had a roommate and he too had all brown furniture lots of brown but they connected initially <laughs> having similar values and interests um um and you know mark ended up proposing to her she accepted and it was pretty clear to me that when they actually met jessica was immediately disappointed immediately (laughs) um we have to note that jessica wanted barnett but was t- yes. was uh was turned down by barnett mm-hmm. so that he could propose to amber so mark was and the next best thing Mark, mark was the next best thing now mark originally wanted to be with jessica and she was she was going back and forth on whether or not she, she wanted to be with barnett both. or mark right. she was then she realized she wanted to be with barnett and it was too late but when he turned her down then she ran back to mark and was like I'm so sorry. I had to reevaluate some things. I realized I really want to be with you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, I will talk about the fluctuation of her voice later on in this episode. But Mark was very much in love with Jessica to the point where he um, he bent. He just did way too much. Bent way over backwards to make sure this lady was happy, and she just was not giving him 
what somebody gives you when they're into you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Who we got? Uh, and then we got Ke uh, Kenny and Kelly. Kenny and Kelly, who were painfully boring to watch throughout <laughs> My the God. entire uh, season. Um, but another, uh, this is another, yet another case where it was pretty clear to me that, you know, there was just two average um you know, uh, young adults coming together um, that, you know, had a very kind of, I don't know, to me, their their connection at first didn't seem all that intense or, um, you know, deep. Um, but it was clear that they met consistently. They seemed to enjoy each other's company. So it wasn't really a shock when Kenny actually did propose to Kelly and she accepted. No. Um, but it just like they were just like not as fun to watch. There was nothing, you know, at first they were boring. And I thought it was so boring that they would just were bound to work out until. Um, <laughs> You know, I was like, you know, they're going to be together forever because there's just no drama here. Like everybody loves everybody. They met each other's parents. Their the parents, parents were like, had quick relationships. Yeah, their parents were like besties upon meeting. It was just like, oh, this is just written in the stars for Kelly and Kenny. And it's just going to be amazing. Um, and uh, I don't know, like I, the only thing that was was a bit of a red flag for me was that like Kelly was really, really re uh, re reticent to, uh, you know, be physical with him. Like they, mm -hmm. they were one of the few couples who did not have sex. Um, uh, at all they were one of the only couple right yeah. oh yeah yeah you know no, no. they yeah one of the few one of the few because jessica and mark they didn't no because jessica jessica was wasn't into it no not at all not <laughs> and, at all and evidently kelly wasn't either um no. so yeah that was uh kenny and kelly um i think we have are we going to save carlson and, and diamond to the end or you want to go for to Giannina and damien well, let's go to Gina, Nina, and uh, Damien. <laughs> Gina, Nina, and, and Damien. Gina, Nina is like a 23-year-old. It says she was a business owner, entrepreneur. It kind of made me feel like she sold Cutco knives or something. But um, I don't know what it is that she sells or does. I but, don't either. You know, I looked, she was but I couldn't find. 23 years old. I felt like she was either like, was she Italian or Brazilian? She's from Venezuela. Venezuela. Okay, so... Um, you know, uh, just kind of like she get she gave me a real Kardashian vibe, um, and Damien was just kind of like your average ginger, like good looking guy. They kind of hit it off, mm -hmm. um, and they had like lots of he chemistry. Like Ron Perlman, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they had lots of chemistry, and you know, Giannina was like this little feminist, so she actually ended up proposing to him, but mm -hmm. only after he proposed to her. So I was just kind of like, ah, okay. Um, Gina Nina, that's what I kept following her. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, she's just really kind of passionate and very. and and very kind of like reckless and and clearly very spoiled because she really had a lot of outbursts and tantrums throughout oh, the season. So many. Um, and you know, Damien was just kind of seemed to be kind of easygoing and going along for the ride, but um. I, I kind of picked up from him a resistance from the very beginning. There were lots of, especially the more and more arguments and altercations they had. Mm -hmm. Damien seemed to me be pulling back further and further because they had some pretty public uh, blowouts. Girl, <laughs> they were always and I'm drama also, for those two. I'm always, I'm also very curious to know both of their political stances because mm. they had a conversation where he was like what about our political differences and i was like well what are those right, right. <laughs> who's yeah. well who's what and she was because then she started going on about 
um, having to send money to her family in mm-hmm. Venezuela mm-hmm. and, you know, how they struggle and how she, you know, the government doesn't help. And I was like, well, what? Well, tell me more. But mm-hmm. I I didn't explore that deeper. Um, okay, so that was them. We'll get a little bit more to them in a bit. And then we have Carlton and Diamond. Carlton oh. and Diamond. I'm sure yeah. Carlton is probably the most popular Love is Blind character if you're just kind of looking at these stories and following them online. Carlton was an African-American male um, who, uh, you know, meets Diamond, who is also African-American and was working, I think, as kind of like a, a dancer for like a basketball team or something. Basketball dancer. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, they meet and kind of connect now um it turns out we learned that uh, that um, Carlton is bisexual or fluid mm-hmm. in his mm-hmm. in his relationships, and um, he chose not to disclose that to Diamond until after she accepted his proposal for marriage. Um, and at which point uh, the <laughs> they were not able to have any kind of productive conversation about what that meant for them as a couple and how to move forward from that. I mean, it turned into this very, 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 um, this, this crazy blow up between the two of them that really kind of portrayed Carlton to me as this like petulant narcissist who's like a terrorist and just completely selfish and reckless within his behavior. And mm. um, Diamond, who unfortunately wore a very tragic wig throughout the season that was very distracting. Um, you know, he, to me, and the minute he called it out, I was like, oh. yeah, it was just kind of like one of those things where it was just like you couldn't you were upset because you just were forced to agree with him that and I was uh, like, damn, me too. But damn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it it was just not as it was not it wasn't pretty we'll, no it wasn't we'll get to it mm-hmm. so how do you want to turn this you want to talk about some red flags maybe so like the thing is um so i'll say this there was lots of folks who uh, uh online uh wanted us to talk about the triangle between jessica barnett and amber um and then there was lots of people who wanted to wanted us to kind of speak to um we really didn't get uh, a lot about the whole Diamond and Carlton situation, but more so like what this show means as far as how we think about marriage, how we think about dating, how we think about relationships and how they are formed and whether or not we subscribe to this whole notion that love is blind and uh, emotional connections um, can be built with someone who you've never never seen before like sustainable emotional connections that could literally be the basis of a lifelong commitment like a marriage so i'm not sure where you want to start with that if you want us to kind of get to jessica or messica as the internet has so uh (laughs) endearingly um (laughs) called her um we do need to unpack diamond's wig that i think that is something that will continue to come up (laughs) as i as i probe through these comments um, but just more broadly, sis, I want. I think maybe we should start with just kind of like broadly. After watching this show as a social experiment, what are your thoughts more broadly around like you know, what does this mean? Does what does this mean? Does this mean that millennials are thinking differently about relationships, or is this just another ploy of reality TV to get us all to sit around and talk about this mess? 
Um, let me pull my head out of my own old lady ass for okay. a second. Uh, I do think that I think the internet or millennials are thinking about dating differently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a pretty general consensus from what I've seen. I know there are people who have plenty of people who have found love on the internet and, you know, dating apps are, there's 20 million of them um, to the point where people are paying for some of them so they can meet people of certain status. Like I think people are really finding unique ways in order to connect with those who they feel like they should be with. Uh, And I, I do think that, um, in the age of entertainment, I'm always a little leery because I don't know how much of it is staged and how much of it is real. Especially, you know, you look at the hills. The hills literally let an entire scene drop at the very end of their finale or whatever to disclose that the whole thing was a fake. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you got stuff like that. So I don't know how much of this is real. Like I was a little skeptical when I saw the fact that Carlton had been on the Real Housewives of Atlanta as Cynthia's assistant. Arguing so with that's Kenya. It may, at arguing with Kenya and, you know, giving it to Kenya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I, I, I did question a little bit you know, the authenticity of it. But I mean, in the end, it was really just entertainment. But I do think in the larger conversation that millennials are, they think because millennials are thinking about a lot of things differently. Look how millennials are thinking about making money differently. Right. You know, thinking about technology differently. You know, things have transitioned so quickly in so many different areas. So why can't relationships be one of them agreed i think that one of the things that is probably going to be a part of our legacy as millennials is is our capacity and tendency to kind of question conventional wisdoms and practices so like you said we are the generation who is empowered and informed enough to ask questions about like how things have been traditionally done in our families um and really kind of uh hold these things up to the the standard of effectiveness right so like i think people are um i think people are like rightfully questioning the ways that we have been kind of socialized to think about relationship and love and marriage i mean given the the fact that many of us don't have many strong examples of what th- these relationships look like in you know six like successful relationships look like mm-hmm. um so i think that you know these are some of the more more um i think like accurate reasons why millennials are marrying less or marrying later mm-hmm. or reimagining what uh marriage as a concept and a construct is um, and how, how they choose to enact or em- embody it. So I think that that um, is, is, is a factor. I think that's something to be considered. Um, this whole, I agree with you that it was hard for me to kind of wrap around whether or not this was real or authentic because I have, I just have a, a, a sense that all of these, I mean, this is a show. So all shows are produced to a certain right. extent. Right. Um, and I and think I'm naturally cynical. <laughs> yeah. And I, I just feel like, you know, Sure, sure. We could all err err on the side of just wanton romance and love in the hopeless place and and sure, you know lean into, you know, the possibility that that 
people can just find each other and fall in love in these instances. And I think that Cameron and Lauren's relationship stand as a, as a proof positive that that is a thing. Cause it looks I, authentic. it looks authentic. And I also believe that, that Cameron and Lauren could have bumped into each other down at the whole foods and had a similar outcome. But, and I feel like Cameron might've hollered at Lauren. Absolutely. And I felt like Lauren might have laughed and giggled, but she would have gave him the number. I think so. I don't feel like it would have been like, <laughs> boy, please. I think it would have been like, oh, you're so crazy. Okay, what? where's your phone? A <laughs> 404. <laughs> right. So, so, I mean, so, I mean, I, but I do, I do think that um, one of the things I will say that was hard for me, um, mm-hmm. this whole, uh, I don't know. I just uh, was, this whole season, was it just like, I don't feel like any of the couples, even in the pods, asked enough questions or the right nope. questions. Nope. Um, I felt like there was just so much emphasis on the lighter stuff, the fluffy stuff, the stuff yep. that to me is like, you know, indicative of what happened. Uh, like, like I guess <laughs> like indicative or characteristic of what it's like when you meet or know somebody in three weeks. Um, Kelly and Kenny were in the show. What's your favorite children? This is what I'm saying. Love, love you forever. Oh my God, mine too. I'm <laughs> like, bitch, mine too. It's exactly. everybody's. What the fuck? Exactly. <laughs> so I just feel, and I mean, this is my, this is my criticism of all kind of dating relationships, dating um, show, reality shows like The Bachelor and The Bachelorette because they meet and they kind of make it appear. I think they give us a false concept Mm-hmm. Uh, or like you know a false sense of what it takes to to meet and get to know someone for the purposes of building a relationship because right. I think that it's not all talking about favorite colors and mm-hmm. you know where you went to high school and that kind of superficial stuff um, I think um, it's hard for me especially since the first thing they do after meeting each other in, in public is going on vacation and I just I just this is my beef with the bachelor and the bachelorette because I feel like anybody can fall in love in a helicopter Bitch. in Aruba I just look feel at like, Lynn I Lynn, just feel Lynn like, went on vacation and brought a whole nigga home this is what I'm saying to like, the states anybody <laughs> can fall in love when they are on white sandy beaches and Absolutely. they can see their toes in the water I think that anybody can find that place um, so it doesn't so I feel like I wish that if we gonna really do these experiments it would I think it would be it would be a lot more real and uh, to me if we would literally drop people off at the house that's what I, I listen <laughs> and drop at somebody at one house, of the under people's house have them go to work have mm-hmm. them have to manage the responsibilities of their lives and still see whether or not they can come together and find and sustain connection between each other. That's when we can we'll know if love is really blind. <laughs> because because, because coming home from vacation after you've been starry eyed and then ordering takeout and sitting on the counter and looking at each other and talking about how cute it is that y'all ain't got no furniture right and y'all now. Don't like, have no bills. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you set them up and you put them in these situations where they don't have to worry about certain things, right? So, like, uh, I just think that it's easy for us to fall in love when we don't have to worry about mm-hmm. rent and mortgage and student loan payments. Um, because we getting these checks from Netflix and everywhere else. So I don't know. 
that's kind of like my beef. Um, and I also feel like the production of these shows fails to consider some of like the issues of like race and identity and class and mm-hmm. the intersections and how those things really, and you know, and, and I don't think they handle those things, those instances appropriately. But I feel like, you know, in, in also saying with that, we got, you know, there's some people who are just watching Love is Blind just to be entertained. So I guess of maybe course. maybe they are not here to, to engage in some of those uh, complexities. But still, I mean, for me, this is what makes it hard to, to, to watch and really connect with. You know what you... <laughs> I would just like to talk to my ladies real quick for them tweets that I seen is a whole wreck of y'all <laughs> posting that damn Tamara Tia Tamara um, gif talking about white man's whore and reference to camera. If y'all oh, don't no. stop, po- don't I stop there. I saw, I was reading an article and they posted a bunch of different tweets about people's response to Lauren and Cameron and it was a bunch of I didn't think I could be with a white man, but after seeing this, and then they'll post a tear to Mary Gift. And I'm like, no, nah, we ain't never gonna be that. Let's just be clear. We ain't never gonna be that. <laughs> we ain't never gonna be that. I've seen a lot of, you know, I'm just waiting on my white king, Cameron. And I'm Girl. just, you know, and I'm just like, let us not get carried away in Trump's America. <laughs> Please. Because like, you all have got to relax. We've got to just be more responsible. <laughs> oh, my God. And our safety is not is of, is of utmost priority and concern, but... I was concerned. So let's talk about Messica for okay. a little bit. <laughs> it's a joke, Messica. So um, I actually, my red flags went off with her in the pods because it seemed like every dude that she connect that she quote unquote connected with was, uh, it, they would have something in common and then she would take that and be like, oh my God, we're exactly the same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she did it with Barnett. She did it with Mark. And I feel like it was one other one who she had a date with and was like, I don't remember. I can't remember who it was, but, and then she did it with Mark because they related on their core Christian values. Mm -hmm. Uh, So she was like, Oh my God, we're exactly the same. And I was like, this girl, that's when it really hit me. I was like, she don't care nothing about no real connection. She just want to be with somebody. Mm -hmm. And I get, I, I, I really am. I really battle with that. Right. I had to try to check myself multiple times throughout this. Right. Cause it's never been, I have been engaged before and I'm married now, but believe it or not, it was never my aspiration to be married. Like I never set out to be like, I'm going to find my husband and this is what I'm going to do. And mm-hmm. I had to check myself several times throughout watching this, this, this series <laughs> because I found myself being very judgy. Mm-hmm. You know, as they would continue to be like, I just want to find, I've been waiting since I was a little girl to find my husband. And I'm like, Ooh. Well, yeah, I think that's real, though, because I think that another thing that's that, and I'm sorry, am I cutting No, you no, off? no, no, please. No, but I'm just thinking about, like, that makes, that demonstrates how much um, of that is still a thing, right? So, like, mm-hmm. how many, because, I mean, we're not that far removed from, generations who saw marriage like where where women where where marriage was very much about like upward mobility like Mm -hmm. like marriage was about access to a a certain livelihood like there were things Mm -hmm. that women who were not married like they were there were certain costs and and um you know things that 
opportunities missed, you know, as a single person where marriage was very much about status. We're not too far removed from that. So I think we're still finding our, our way around and finding our feet and finding our language and finding ways to talk about what it's language. like to be single and just like, okay with that. Like, I think right. that there are still, there's still a lot of women who, um, and men, um, and, you know, you know, non-binary, there's just a lot of people who see marriage mm -hmm. as an accomplishment in that way. Mm -hmm. Not to say that, um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I won't go so far as to say that we should not congratulate people who get engaged or get married. Because I do think right. that that's something, you know, relationships take work. So I think someone reaching that level of commitment is something that we should celebrate. But I think that the difference is, is that, you know, men are socialized to think about marriage you know, in, in very different ways that women and little girls are. So mm -hmm. for a lot of us, we grew up thinking um, that, you know, success was very much intertwined and wrapped up in marriage. There's mm -hmm. a lot of women who have all kinds of degrees and money and, and, and more and, and property and opportunity and access and are still single and still feel like they have, you know, and as such feel like they have failed themselves mm -hmm. and their families in certain kinds of ways. So I think that the ways that, you know, that this show really kind of highlights that in some very key and significant ways, because I think on both sides, you see how men position themselves yep. um, with respect to marriage and it being much more of something that they, it's like a, a good idea, right? Oh, it just makes yeah. sense for me to be. Look how Barnett referred right. to it. He was like, you know, I wasn't always like this. I but, feel uh, like it's a, it's the right thing to do. It's what I need in order to kind of, you know, ground myself and, and settle down in that ways. Right. Whereas It's an option. Right. Whereas there were people like uh, Kelly and um, Lauren who were saying things like, you know, I just know that I'm getting older. And Jessica, who was talking about I'm getting older and this is something that I, this is the one part of my life. Jessica had a home. She had a career. She was talking about how much fun she had in her 20s and mm -hmm. she, she was 34 and she felt like this had just been the one area in her life where she felt like she had not had the same success. And I mean, as a single person, I can that resonated with me. But mm -hmm. I think my perspective around marriage has changed and become a lot more practical. And I now see the way ways in which I was brought up to see marriage as this like fairy tale when I really, really, really now have a much better sense of um, the like marriage as, as practically a, a, is exists in, in the lives of married people. I love, and it's funny that you, so you just said it, a fairy tale and you <laughs> talked earlier about language. So I wanted to touch on that. I, it irks my, my titties <laughs> when people refer to marriage and relationships as fairy tales mm -hmm. y'all do y'all realize fairy tales also have poison apples and yes. dwarves and villains and, 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 and talking Witches. trees and and, <laughs> and rivers that sing and and and, and singing elephants and, and wolves that eat children <laughs> like do you realize that it also has all of those things so <laughs> Like, I want y'all to stop referring to marriage and relationships as fairy tales because that's not what it is, baby. Because when you get up in that thing and then y'all are talking about taxes and how your child outgrew 12 pairs of their pants. Yeah. And how you have to go out and buy seven pairs of shoes. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? The cable bill is due and the car note is due and oh, it's time for oil change. And oh, I got to go get the tires balanced and rotated. When you start talking about all of that, I don't. That is not a fairy tale, honey, unless you're talking about them poison apples. But yeah, there's a thing, right? So like we 
don't talk about we talk about marriage and and marriages and weddings, but we don't really talk about relationships and what it takes to to be in them successfully. Mm-hmm. Um, so like and 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 you know how to kind of negotiate the different like what how to negotiate those things like um and i think that that in some of the like like i think we saw a little bits of that when we were watching giannina and damien kind of navigate their communication issues Mm -hmm. and the ways that they were totally misreading each other um and you know the ways in which you know giannina giannina was being petty and intentionally hurtful um Mm -hmm. and you know just kind of like childish in that way and damien was kind of calling her out about it um and 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 holding her responsible (laughs) um but also you know so i think i think we did get a little bit of it there Mm -hmm. um which i thought was was good uh but but i just felt like the I just wondered, you know, again, what it would what it would look like if 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 they're arguing in these ideal kind of circumstances, right? They're I they're arguing in this apartment building where all they have to do is show up with their suitcases and be followed around with these cameras. What would it mean, you know what I'm saying, if they have to negotiate why, you know, he don't uh he washed all the dishes but the silverware. <laughs> like we talked about last <laughs> Because you did it again. And let me tell you. <laughs> Listen, did you see we got so many emails? We got some emails from the GGBs who was like, yo, it's a we, thing. We don't like it. It's a thing. It. Like, <laughs> and, and then some of the GGGs decided right. they was going to write it and be like, and also, too, I hate silverware. <laughs> or also, my nigga don't wash the silverware. <laughs> yo, though, talk about that on Love is Blind. Oh my God. Talk about like, that. What does that We also, also got a little bit of that um, when, when, when they got into... Uh, uh, Barnett and oh, child, uh, what's the and girl's Amber, name? And her, Amber. And she ain't pay no pay no bills. Child, she said. <laughs> he said, "Well, did you ever make one student loan payment?" She said, mm-mm, "No." Mm-mm. <laughs> and he, he said, was minimum. Disgusted. He was disgusted. and she was like, "Nope, not even the minimum." <laughs> and he's like, "Okay, uh huh." And you, so you got any credit cards? I have one, and that's for my makeup budget. Well, yes. how much is your makeup budget? $700, but I maxed that out. <laughs> like, my girl's... He's like, well, where do you live, girl? Right. <laughs> like, and just... that's what I'm saying. Like, my thing is, these are the questions I wanted him to be asking Those should have been the pod. <laughs> like, that's why I feel like... I'd have been like, so, um... <laughs> Let's talk finances. Like, and I and I get that it's awkward and weird, but this is why, this is the problem that I have. Like, and with with these kind of accelerated situations, right? Mm-hmm. So I feel like there are definitely are there instances. Absolutely, I know couples in real life that met each other and within you know six weeks were engaged, or within three months were like you know really steadily moving toward marriage. So I know that that these kinds or of like living with each other. Yeah, like <laughs> I know that these things happen they do and they can and they and they work out but i feel like i i just wonder i just wonder like the the how the i feel like the how would make for better tv than to to me than just kind of like observing the fluff because i want to see how like if mm-hmm. like you know what i'm saying like to me at the end of the reunion you know, Nick and Vanessa asked, like, how many of y'all believe that love is blind? And all of them raised their hands, right? Everyone's like, yes, I'm a believer. But I'm like, I want to know. I don't have a yes or no question. No. <laughs> I have a how. 
how and and why. Like I know mm-hmm. I want to know that the the the, the behinds <laughs> the scenes. Like what contributes to these yeses and 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 are you sure? Right? <laughs> like are you sure? But maybe that's again me and my cynicism. No, <laughs> I no, I was cynical the entire time, and I told you I had to check myself in my judgment. I was like, you know what? If somebody wants to be partner, wants to be married, if they just really, if that's what they want, is re- not really my place to to have an opinion on that. But yeesh. I just, uh. and I don't know, man. Like I said, in my in the relationships I find myself in, one of the things that continues to become more and more apparent to me is how how much I do not know about men. I can I I have been married to this nigga and we have been living together for almost a decade. I mean, I almost I feel set up. Still don't know things about him. I'm still learning things like there are so many things that have come up over years and I'm not talking about him jumping up and being like, "Oh, by the way, I owe $75,000 yes. to the IRS." Nothing like that, but it's just things that you learn about people's patterns and behaviors that take time. And you know, I am I and I can't wait to do this with Noah later on with whomever she chooses to chooses to date. Take your time with that. Take your time and really get to know somebody there because you if you're going to be with this person, this person's going to work your last nerves. It is inevitable. Mm-hmm. But and they're also going to have fun times. You're going to have good times. There are going to be times where it feels like vacation, but that's not going to be all the time. So let's really get into the let's really spend some time getting to know one another, really observing one another, really seeing what people's triggers are, having real conversations. And it's just not you can't do that in five days behind a wall. You just can't. Also, I'm a huge, I like I like to see somebody's energy. I like to feel somebody's energy. Yeah. I want to look at your facial expressions. I want to know. I know if a nigga is scratching his head, he's lying. <laughs> I need to see that. You have to watch. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So am I, clearly we have a couple like Lauren and Cameron who do look like the most sincere couple there. And I do root, root for their union. You know, I don't wish, I don't wish any ill will on anybody's union. And same with Barnett and Amber. I hope that they all find their footing and, and maybe they will be married for the next 65 years. Who knows? It, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I'm, I'm saying from experience that, it takes a long time to get to know somebody and you still continue to learn things about them every single day. Well, maybe Absolutely. not every day, but a lot all along the way <laughs> you get to know certain things. When you have children, it brings out other sides of their personality. When you, you know, get into certain circumstances, when you lose loved ones, you see how somebody, you know, how somebody reacts to that or how they're able to take care of you or not take, t- take care of you, how they're able to support you emotionally. You know, it takes time to see how somebody can communicate and it just it takes time and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, and I don't, and, and there's nothing wrong with wanting to be partnered. I'm saying that to myself as well. Mm -hmm. (laughs) There's nothing wrong with wanting to be partnered, but I do think you need to ask yourself why, because if it's just, I want to have, you know, I want to be married and you can't, you, you don't have the reasons behind why you want to be married. Then how much are you really going to put into this? Certainly. So um, it's a lot. It's so layered. It's, it's like a layers. lot. It's very layered. And I think that, um, so like even, even in, so I think that, that, um, your, your point about why, right. I mean, if you look at, I mean, as I want to touch very briefly on, 
Messica and Barnett and Amber and mm-hmm. how Jessica was absolutely a manip- like a manipulator in this and she yes. played on the emotions of the men that she was engaged with for yeah. for her own personal uh, advancement and gain and thankfully it ended up biting her in the butt and she ended up by herself but yeah. um, I think that 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 kind of desperation, that kind of fear, uh, when those kinds of things are your motivations for relationship, um, that's when uh, things don't <laughs> like I just think like that that really increases the likelihood of things not working out the ways that in, in ways that are benef- most beneficial to you. Um, because to me, Lauren and Cameron were the most well adjusted. Yeah, and I think that that's why were. it was so easy for them to find that connection. Um, and I, I mean, that doesn't mean that they didn't have their issues because Lauren had her doubts and she had her insecurities. And, and you know, Cameron was locked in from and they the, showed all over her. It's written. Yes, all it over is. Your right? face. And I feel like it's fair. Right. I think it's fair because and I mean, I think that's fair because we all are learning and figuring this out. And sometimes we have been through so much trauma that you don't recognize when you're in a good situation and you and you mm-hmm. doubt whether or not you are able to make good decisions for yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And I can I can certainly understand her wanting to make sure she was making the right choice. And so I respected how thoughtful she was about it throughout. But um, she was. But it's, um, I didn't think yeah. she liked him at first because her face was stained. Well, I feel like <laughs> she was into it from the beginning, but she was in her head, and I, I think that that resonated that might, with me because fair. I'm always in my head. That's fair. That's <laughs> fair. That's totally fair. Absolutely. Uh, but Jessica definitely played. She played the hell out of Mark. He. She played, and he. And she didn't want him, and she, she didn't. She and he knew didn't see it, the signs. But I just wish. I mean, he didn't see the signs. But she also was lying to him and, she and like constantly reassuring him throughout the process yep. that she was invested when she clearly was not. So I think that, you know, for she me, lied to her friends. she lied to everybody. She lied to herself. I found my person. Right. I found my person. She lied to herself. I'm obsessed with him. And I wonder like what that means. Right. Because have we been in a situation where we want something so bad that we willing to lie to ourselves for it? Mm-hmm. Like. It's like, dang, yo. So like, like, I need this. It's like, I need, I need this. this. And you talk yourself into something. And I'm like, I got to own that. I've been there. I have dealt with niggas who I knew I ain't had no business dealing with. Mm. Um, all because I was tired of being by myself. So I, I, I get it. I totally get it. Um, but I felt like um, what that was one of the things that really turned me off. Is that I, I, I like... Ray Charles could see that Jessica is not for it. She kept saying to the cameras over and over again that she wasn't attracted to him. No. And he was not somebody that she would conventionally go for physically. And she took off the ring at one point. And it was constantly like she was trying to talk herself into being in that situation. And instead of just being honest about it, she tried to play along and act like everything was, was gravy and it wasn't. No, it wasn't because it would come out. Um, she gets sloppy drunk. Your girl cannot hold her liquor. Uh, panties be all out, dress be all up, and <laughs> and she be flirting with other niggas. Like and she blamed she, her problematic behavior on whiskey. Yes, she did <laughs> on whiskey and daddy issues. Oh, bless um, it. Because she said my daddy was did not want me. He did not have anything to do with me. Um, She's like, and, you know, I dealt with that my whole life. But then she slipped in that her stepdaddy 
adopted her when she was four. Yeah. And I, you know, y'all don't really have memories before, like. <laughs> and I knew it was like, I knew it was just all the writing was on the wall because we never saw her family. Her family wasn't Mm-mm. at the wedding. Same, same for Damien. Like, it was just like all of the signs were there. Um, Damien's family didn't want to meet Gina Nina. Exactly. Like, <laughs> it was. And I don't was, blame them. No, no, I don't either because my mother probably would have done the same thing. She's like, and you got cameras? Like Absolutely Ron, not. If I, I don't think I could have called Rhonda and been like, so I met my husband. She could be like, excuse Hell me? Hell no. I'm sorry, you said what? <laughs> like After you disappeared for three weeks exactly. or however long this like you was. T- three weeks, I couldn't call you for three weeks and now you're coming back with this man and, and no go. And you no, want me I'm to good. come and sit down on the camera and do what? Girl, right. what you want me to do? I mean, I don't understand. Like, Gina Nina needed some therapy, and that, I mean, that... but clearly, I mean, what? What? One of my favorite parts, though, of the of the weddings episode is mm-hmm. is when um, Gina Nina runs away and her mother goes to chase her, and the first thing that her mother does is her mother her mother doesn't say, "Are you okay?" Her mother says, "You embarrassing me." Like, <laughs> I'm like, so it made it made all things clear to me. I'm like, no wonder Gianina asked this way. Her mother is just as much of a, a <laughs> is just as much of a a spoiled brat as she is. She, she is. was like, you're not supposed to say no to him. <laughs> like, he, girl, what? You, he was supposed to say he he was supposed to, you were supposed to say no to him. Now he was supposed to say no to you. What are you doing? Like she I was like, <laughs> then she was like, this is embarrassing me. I'm like, mom is making this about her. This is she's rich. She's like, I'm not even worried about she's, how you feeling right now. She was like, I'm chasing you down to scold you, not to see if you're okay. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> I was like, this is so rich. Not at all. It was a, it's a, it was an interesting show. I mean, you know, I, I, I watched. Okay, so let's sum this up with, okay. uh, you, with how I originally watched this show. Because originally, Asante came to us with this show. Uh-huh. And... We watched all the black people scenes, and that was that. I mean, I mean, fast forward, and I have to be honest. Latoya is responsible for me watching this because she was like, "Oh, you have to the watch analog it. girl." She was like, "We have to discuss. You have to watch." And I was like, "I'm not interested." And she was yeah. like, "Just please." But um, so we went ahead and watched, and you know, we are polar opposites when it comes to this, and that's why Toya was actually like, "Y'all need to have me call in and weigh in in the show," because she was like, "You are Omarion to the bull," and I'm like, "You right." <laughs> I mean, there may be an icebox where my heart used to be, but Toya is a hopeless romantic, so she was watching this like, "Oh, take care." And meanwhile, I'm sitting over here like, mm. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm, I, I'm the one with all the questions. Like, why? Maybe do, we should have had Toya we for some balance. Had Toya for some balance, because I think both of us are over here like, mm, we could have had a V8. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. Our apologies if you guys were all into Love Is Blind and you thought it was amazing. Um, I'm sorry. We, <laughs> I, I did not think it was amazing, but I do feel like it makes for good conversation um, and, and good food for thought with respect to how it definitely makes me think about this. Because I definitely watched some of them scenes like, have I ever behaved this way? My God. I hope not. No, I, I don't think not. I've ever behaved I felt like, of these And ways. I felt like you and Crystal Jean and so many other people would have been like, Takia, please get your whole life together. You know we would have. <laughs> If you would have called, you would have called me and told me you had a fiance. I would, you know, like loyalty. I would have been like, all right, well, let me meet the nigga behind closed doors. What the hell are you doing? You got a PhD. 
And this the D is, is not for dumb. These are the questions. <laughs> these are the questions. So let's sum let's let's close this out with um with Carlton and Diamond. <sighs> mm. I think mm. there's just so much wrong. So okay. Mm. What 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 um fascinates me about this is the amount of of chatter I've seen on the internet about people really engaging in this biphobic thing Mm-mm. and suggesting that diamond the way that diamond responded to Carlson's um you know telling telling the truth telling his truth around you know um being bisexual or having well been in being uh, attracted to men or in relationships with men at at one point in his life um was somehow inappropriate like i don't i i felt like to to me i don't feel i maybe it's because i don't think i would have handled the situation any differently than than diamond did i actually mm-hmm. felt like given the circumstances she handled it better handled it better than i probably would not because not because carlton is bisexual um no. Because, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. I, my problem is with how he how he did not give Diamond the opportunity to make an informed decision. Um, and, and he took advantage of her by not fully telling the truth. And on top of that, so no, he didn't tell the truth. And that was the issue. And again, we want to reiterate. That the problem is not with 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 Carlton being fluid or being bisexual. The problem, again, is with him not being honest and forthcoming. And also, when he when they did sit down to have a discussion, Diamond was asking questions. She wanted um, to gain understanding and clarity. And he was and you defensive. could tell through her tone and through her body language and everything that she really was trying to gain understanding. Yes. And I felt like because Carlton was defensive and because this is something that um, that because he was defensive and, you know, I I fully understand how uh, society, especially the black community, has made um, made especially our men feel inferior or feel a certain way when they are uh, when they identify in the LGBTQIA community. Mm-hmm. I know that the black community has not made it easy for black men or black women, but has not made it easy um, for those in the LGBTQIA community. So we want to make sure that that is acknowledged. Mm-hmm. We understand that that has been an issue. The issue here right now is that Carlton wasn't honest. And then when they sat down to have a conversation about it, he took his defensiveness and became nasty. Right. And that's not okay. And it don't matter who was coming from; it wouldn't have been okay. In fairness, he did own he owned that he responded he with fear, he and did. he apologized to Diamond his own little over the top way. Um, but for me, his apology was a little bit nullified or canceled out when he was talking about like to me. He still, I mean, I recognize it was that it was hard for him and. You know, he didn't really know how to handle the situation and he would have handled it differently. But to me, I think that 
you know, he apologized and then went back to the same old, like, you know, I, I wish that we wouldn't judge anybody for who we love. And I'm like, Diamond didn't judge you for who you love. And we're not judging. You we're for not who judging you, you for you. Don't make this about that. This is not we like we're not you making this about that. And this is about this. The, the fact is you acted a donkey out there by that pool and yes. you called that girl out her name and were like yeah. absolutely disrespectful to her in that moment. And you can apologize for that. But when you got mm -hmm. start to excusing your behavior, making excuses for your behavior and saying that this was about uh, apples when it was about oranges, that's when it's like, well, have we really have we really owned um, you know, all of our things, you know, all of our issues, mm -hmm. all of our response, taking responsibility for what we're supposed to take responsibility for, for this. But I recognize and I, I mean, I can acknowledge Carlton's humanity um, and that he's still mm -hmm. growing. I mean, all of that. But, you know, I just Diamond, I think is a really stand up girl. She sure is. I'm glad that she got a new wig, even though the new wig ain't quite quite she right. But it's, it's but it's a step it's, in the right a, direction. A, it is. It is. It's a step in the right direction. And um, she, uh, you know, is working on her PhD. So, you know, I love to hear that. So she's a part of Team Type It Fast. Absolutely. We're going to get her at the next event. We're going to get this this wig taken care of. That's no shade. No shade. We're going to do it, it in love. If it was my homegirl, I would tell her, girl, you've got to do something with this wig. We got to work together. That's just what we're supposed to do as black women. Notice mm -hmm. how... Who was that? Marlo fixed old girl's bun. Nini. Nini's bun. So we have to do the same thing. Um, so that's love is blind. That's that's getting grown's take on love is blind and 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 millennial marriage and all such things. Um, if there, I'm sure there are many things we missed, and I'm sure there will many of you be many of you who will tell us what we missed. Please forgive us. Uh, we only have but so much time. Yeah, we like y'all are, and y'all are only gonna listen but for so long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so let's be fair. <laughs> uh, and with that being said, uh, we'll look forward to season two. Maybe we'll be able to have some other deeper discussions and more um, perspectives at the table. We'll have guests. Yeah. Yeah, that would be fun. Uh, and now let's move on to the honesty <laughs> box. Honestly? Truly. We know this is a long episode, so we're not going to have a long honesty box, but we got one. Okay. She says, hello, Queens, Jade, and Kia. My name is, we're going to call her Tony Childs. Okay. And I started listening to you guys at 23. Okay. Oh, she just turned 24. Happy birthday. All right, go ahead, boo. For most of my life, I've been told what most girls are told at a young age, to not take up space, not be loud, to seek to be liked more than to be respected. Growing up, I was very quiet and shy, a shy bookworm, and never really felt like I fit in and I struggled to assert myself. As I've gotten older, I've given up on fitting in and realizing that sacrificing part of myself for the approval of others is not worth it. But I do still struggle voicing my opinions, and sometimes I do still get a slight nervousness that creeps up inside me. How do I learn to calm myself while trying to be direct and clear when expressing myself? I love you guys so much, and I hope this email reaches you. Uh, it did, boo. Um, yes, it did, Tony Childs. So I think that this is a good question. I think it takes practice. Um, and I think when I, um, and I know that it sounds like trite and cliche, but I, I do believe that the more that you that you do or engage in the act of, advocating for and speaking up for yourself and and saying how you feel you mm -hmm. both you you get more comfortable because you learn how to do it I mean recognizing that you know the way that you speak up for yourself may not be the way that I do it um mm -hmm. 
Um, so like, you know, you know, you may, I may talk with my hands, you may raise your voice, you know, like there, there are just certain ways that you, that it'll, it'll express because we're different Mm -hmm. people. So you practicing, it helps you to figure out what this is going to look like as it shows up in your body. And you're going to get comfortable kind of using that muscle, the more that you engage and use it. And there are ways that you can kind of pull, pull, like pull it out of yourself very slowly um, by just, you know, taking note of opportunities when you can speak up for yourself. And it doesn't always have to be a, a huge blowout. Like, ah, ah, mm-hmm. it can just be, <laughs> it can't, it can't. What was that? Ah, <laughs> ah, wait, because no, it don't have to be all of that. It can be like, you know, someone, you know, I know like people constantly saying my name wrong and I got to a place where I just kind of let them. And then I f- had to find my words and my way around saying, you know, actually it's Takia. Or, like, you know, or actually, like, you know, or, like, you know, I like to make a joke of it. Like, you know, or, I, I, you know, the why is silent, just like in the word symphony or typical. Do you say typical? <laughs> you don't say typical, do you? Okay, great. So my name is not Tykea, it's Takia. See that? So, like, like, you see, like, there's a way that you do it that matches and meets your personality. So I think it's going to take some practice. So I encourage you to um, kind of open your eyes and try to be uh, more mindful of the ways that you might be able to practice this and build this muscle of mm-hmm. of finding your voice and using it in ways that are most advantageous absolutely um and i would i would just quickly add that you know you asked about ways in which to calm yourself while you are practicing you know being direct and clear um and i i agree with everything kia said that it, that it is going to take practice but one way you can calm yourself is putting some things into perspective mm-hmm. look at it this way you give others an opportunity to speak up and express themselves and give them that respect so you deserve you deserve the same thing and just think that to yourself and then you use that to calmly assert whatever it is that you need to express so maybe i hope that helps you know maybe just thinking about it in that way might calm your nerves where you're like all right you know what i'm gonna go ahead and let my voice be heard and like kia said it don't have to be a big rah-rah but or ah or whatever she said Ah, (laughs) (laughs) it don't have to be all of that but you know i know with me a lot of times it is but that you know like she said you find your way to to let your voice be heard and to and to and to use and practice that um but just thinking about the respect that you give others and allow them to to uh, speak on what they need to speak on might help you to stand up to do yours a little bit more as well true that I hope that was helpful, Tony Childs. Please keep us updated um, over time on how you learn how to, uh, how you have continued to build on asserting yourself. I know you got it in you, girl. Uh, And if it helps, just carry a taser. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Continue to send your Odyssey Box questions to getgrowpodcast at gmail.com. And now we can move on to the Black Woman Self-Care. All right. Quickly, mine is I got a taser. No, I'm just playing with it. (laughs) I deserve Okay, so black woman self-care. My black woman self-care is that I have been taking myself to acupuncture for the last several weeks. Um, I've had a really weird pain, bad pain in my arm for several months. Please do not, please do not tweet me, do not email me, do not DM me. 
and tell me how much I need to get it checked out. I already know that. Thank you. I'm already working on that. Mm -hmm. So just in advance, I appreciate the concern. I really do. I mean that in the sweetest way possible. Uh, Tony Childs, that's how you assert yourself. (laughs) Uh, But... Uh, I did, you know, in addition to, to getting it checked out medically, I have been, um, which there's, there's nothing wrong, but I've, there's some tightness. It might be some inflammation. Uh, we're not, you know, it's not exactly sure what it is, but I know it's nothing serious. So I've been taking myself to acupuncture and, you know, they are getting your girl right. I'm going to, to a session every single week. Um, and then pretty soon we're going to start, uh, doing cupping as well. So that is, and acupuncture feels good to me. I like it. Um, it helps to balance my body. You know, it's really helping with this particular pain. I'm getting a lot more mobility in my arm, and you know I need those, need as much mobility as I possibly can in my arms. Can't lose that. So, uh, and it's helping with my arthritis as well, because I've had arthritis in my wrist since I was 16. So um, it's really helping out to pinpoint a lot of that stuff in my body and I've not always been the best at taking care of myself. You know, I'll say there are things that I need to do, but I won't actually make the appointments to do them. You can shut right on up, Crystal Jean. I'm going to get my eyes checked next week. Amen. Uh, But, yeah, so I've been taking myself to acupuncture, and so that's my black woman self-care. Similarly, I have been um, intentional about uh, my rest and rest regimen, um, not only not only just trying to do it um, in terms of creating space in my life um, for uh, to to take to take breaks and allowing myself to to have that mental that 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 space that blank space that blank time to kind of unpack and process things and not fill my time up with activities such that I'm not really reflecting on my process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm also thinking about uh, thinking about the things that I need in order to kind of cultivate a healthy, healthy, restful practices. So the uh, thinking about, you know, what I need to have, in, you know, what helps me to wind down, calm down, what helps me to keep my anxiety and things in check, what helps me to, feel, excuse me, feel good in my body and stay um and, and, you know, feel healthy emotionally um, as well. So I'm, you know, checking in with my therapist. I'm also mm-hmm. becoming um, really, really almost crazy about uh, vitamins that I take and, yes. um, and uh, you know, checking out my blood work and making sure my numbers are good um, and, you know, those kinds of things. So um, it's not easy and I don't do well all the time. Like I had, like Jay was fussing at me. I had, a, had a couple of days last week cause oh where God. I was working very, very late hours, but, um, I did, you know, give myself, uh, you know, a day off, um, after my two trips, my two back to back trips, I, you know, did not go to work on Tuesday and I'm sure you know I mean I I have lots of feelings about that because Tuesday is really a day that is laden and filled with meetings in my office and I felt like you know I was going to miss all of those and that was going to throw everything behind but I made myself kind of take care of my home and what I because you know I've been traveling so much things were all over the place so I took Tuesday to get my house in order because I recognize that when I come home and there are clothes and things everywhere, it stresses me out and I cannot, yep. and I cannot get, get rest. So that was really long. I'm so sorry, but 
<laughs> these are the things that I'm doing um, to to cultivate my my self care practices. Amen. I love to hear it. <laughs> I'm and so I happy. will be on you to make sure you go to get your eyes checked. Amen. I, I'm going to get my eyes checked. I do want y'all to know Kia got home from work at 9.53 p.m. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm snitching. Yes, you I'm are. I'm dry snitching. Absolutely. Dry snitching. <laughs> That's just the early, early intro into these good old petty peeves. Let's get to them. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. This petty peeve of mine is dedicated to Jade because I feel like she is going to appreciate it from a place of personal experience. Mm, Postmates stole your food, didn't they? No, Go no, ahead. Postmates <laughs> didn't steal my food. Not this time. But I will say it is food related. Mm. So, you know, I, I, I enjoy soul food, soul food restaurants. These are the, this is the food. This is the cuisine that I grew up on. This is mm-hmm. what makes me feel most at home. This is how mm-hmm. I cook in my own house. Right. Mm. So these are the things, you know, that I feel like I have some familiarity with. Like I know my stuff when it comes to certain dishes. And one mm-hmm. of the things that I feel like I know my way around is cornbread. Mm. I enjoy a good warm piece mm. of cornbread. And I have noticed a trend at, at um, soul food restaurants, not only in this area, in the DMV, but around the country. There are there are restaurants who are passing off yellow cake as oh, no. cornbread. Now, oh, the man. cornbread, now, where when I grew up in my grandma's house, you know, there was sweet cornbread that was kind of mm-hmm. like a la the Jiffy yes. box kind of corn yeah. muffin. Thursday uh, night. Yes. But then there was also just regular cornbread that someone would make with some cornmeal and oil and butter mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a cast iron skillet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, that's cornbread that you would eat with something savory, like a, a good a good bowl of beans or some greens yeah. or something mm-hmm. like that. So I know that, that, that there is variety with which, you know, you can experience cornbread. But what I also know is that yellow cake will never, ever be cornbread. So for those no. of y'all who are trying to pass off this Duncan Hines, Betty Crocker, Sarah Lee cornbread, mm-hmm. um, that's not really going to fly with me mm-hmm. too much longer. Mm-mm. And I'm, I don't know how I'm, how I'm going draw attention to these you the perpetrators <laughs> but they will be exposed because i'm sick of it and i feel like we as a as a nation i think it's an insult to our culture as black americans for us to continue to stand out of by and watch this grave un- injustice you got continue to troll them back clearly I, they're trolling us like what what is this this is cake this is not That's cornbread this is them. cake be like, miss, this is a corner piece of uh, yellow cake. The I only thing is missing is chocolate frosting. I mean, well, th- this needs to be frosted. It don't even look like cornbread. It doesn't have the consistency that no, grainy. No, it'd be big and fluffy. Exactly. Like, like this is not what the corn. This is not what cornbread is, and y'all gotta cut it out. I mean, miss, there is no density to this. None. What's happening right now? There's no density. It's spongy. To there. No grit in my teeth. Exactly. Like it's <laughs> it's it, it actually is the opposite of corn meal. And if we're being quite honest, it's not even good cake. Exactly. So, <laughs> so that's my petty peeve and I, and as I I'm suspected, by you, that. Would, you would be, you would be bothered. You would share in my disdain. So I appreciate you. 
Hmm. Is there? Let me trying to think. Let me let the activists in me come out. I think the way in which we fight against this is is we create a running list. <laughs> we the way to. that we have the way that we create an Excel sheet about all the <laughs> niggas who have been blocked by Torre, including me, uh, <laughs> many moons ago. I was part of the early. Um, I think we should create a running list that we pass around with all of the sole quote unquote food restaurants that try to pass off cake as cornbread because nobody, nobody with proper ancestors would ever do anything like that. I mean, there, there will be some consequences. Absolutely. I say we start this list right now, sis, you give me a Google spreadsheet of everywhere that you've been served yellow cake. I will. And I'm going to post it on the internet. And we y'all niggas add to it. it. That's it. <laughs> well, my petty peeve is a is a two-part petty peeve quickly. Obviously, we all know about this this um, Stella Artois virus. <laughs> and uh, I, first and foremost, am very disgusted by the amount of admonishment that we have to give human beings to wash their hands. Woo! I just am like... Oh, I, were you all not taught these basic principles as children? I think the public outcry is just a sign. It's proof positive of the fact that people are not only unfamiliar with washing their hands, they are offended at the at the offended. at the suggestion that they should wash their hands more. They're like, wash my hands at home after I pee. Why the why would I do that? I don't know. Maybe because you was wiggling your dick and like uh, some droplets got on your thumb, nigga. Because it's gross. It's nasty. You're supposed to wash your... Everybody knows that. You learn that as soon as you come out of diapers. As soon as you start going to the bathroom, that you learn how to wash your... You learn how to wash your hands before you learn how to brush your teeth, nigga. You've got like to. You, you've, you learn how... That is one of the first things. My mother would never let me come in the house without washing my hands first. Take your shoes off. Wash your hands. First two steps you do when you come in the house. Why do we have to... And then the, like, just the amount of people that don't wash their hands when they go to the bathroom, not even just at home, but in general, there was a man on the internet who said he did doesn't clean his tub. <laughs> like, mm. oh my God. What? But that was the only the first part of my petty peeve. The second part of my petty peeve as a result of this um, Coors Light virus, <laughs> there is no toilet paper at the Costco. What are y'all doing with the toilet paper? Nigga, I asked the lady, I asked the lady when I went to go check out, I said, miss, why is there no toilet paper? She was like, girl, they've been coming through here stockpiling. But what do they need it for? <laughs> to stockpile just in case we are all quarantined to our homes. And do you know what the limit is on how much toilet paper you can buy from the Costco right now? Five packs. Do you know how big them toilet paper packs are of Costco's toilet paper? Mm -mm. Huge. And the rolls are so big, I can't even put it on my toilet roll holder until we've used it a couple <laughs> times. Like, it's my favorite toilet paper. And the fact that I went to the Costco all the way in Long Island. Wow. That, I mean, you took a, you caught a flight. I did. I was like, well, I'm going to go out to the suburbs because it's not going to be as crazy as what I'm hearing everywhere else. And they got a parking lot. Nigga, I was wrong. They are out in Long Island stockpiling. So the Costco didn't have no, 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 no toilet paper and I, or bleach. We are or disinfectant wipes and apparently out. purell is running out all over the place purell is not a replacement for washing your hands it's not but 
I will say quickly, if you want to make your own Purell, you can with aloe vera gel and 91% alcohol. Um, anyway, that's my petty peeve. That's another episode of Getting Groomed. Yes, indeed. We do appreciate you for your continued support. Mm-hmm. And we thank you for your patience this week as Jade and I were both traveling. Um, yes. And, you know, since we were talking about Love is Blind, we thought we would wait until the reunion so that we can just talk about it as one complete ep- uh, uh, season versus, you know, us talking about it and then having to rehash after the reunion and all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, again, we appreciate you guys for listening. Um, and we look forward to you guys commenting and letting us know your thoughts. Um, yes. Yes. So continue to uh, uh, mind your business because that's always important. And drink your water. Drink your water and moisturize your skin after you wash your hands. Why, Jade? Because you will catch... <laughs> The Foster's Beard <laughs> virus. And if you are a bush. nasty <laughs> asshole. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we are so childish. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Upstart is the revolutionary lending platform that knows you're more than just your credit score and offers smarter interest rates to help you pay off high interest credit card debt. See why Upstart is top ranked in their category with a 4.9 out of 5 rating on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash grown to find out how low your Upstart rate is. Checking your rate only takes a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash grown.